Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Greetings, comrades. I just recorded an episode for tomorrow. That's going to be one of the longer ones and properly edited by Anata because, again, well, uh, no one no one at this point has the time and we are overworked, so I can't force her to do a proper edit every day. I have to say thank you because a lot of you folks have been yelling at me for the fact that I should probably finally learn a bit of basic audio editing just for situations like this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably I'm gonna have to do that because Anata is amazing, but right now I just wish I could just, just slightly change the sound levels, but I just don't have the time to learn. However, right now we're gonna be focusing on the news, but like I said, tomorrow you're gonna get a longer, proper episode with with all the info and a bit of a more reminiscence about the stuff that's happening here in here in uh, Helm and everything. It's going to be a bigger one and nicer one. A bit less about the news, though, because, well, I just recorded it today. So news for tomorrow will be on Twitter feed. Tomorrow is one of those longer ones, but we're, we're working hard. And what I want to start with is Igor Girkins, Igor Stropkovs, if you uh, want to use his old nickname, report to the military situation in Ukraine. Igor Girkin is... Um, Ostrelkov, he was the supreme military commandant of the um, of the Russians, and in, in Slavyansk, which was from April to July two thousand fourteen, he led the very first battle of the Donbas War, and he used to be the leader of the so called separatists and everything. So, he's speaking from an extremely pro Russian position. He's a monarchist and a crazy person. And if you listened to my show before, you know that I have used him as a source because. He speaks so plainly about everything, and he has information from, from people on the ground, and I don't know, he, I think he perceives that no one on the other side even listens to his stuff or watches him, but he's a great source of intelligence. And he's, like, not even posting this info because he's just too fanatical and zealous to even you know, consider this. And his ana- analysis doesn't con- con- contain really anything that strange, so, you know... He just has updates on the military front, which I've been told that you kind of need to hear. 
So, here we go. Southern Front. There have been no significant changes. Russian troops are continuing to operate in Ozhenyinsk deep in mainland Ukraine. The Ukrainian army is blowing up the bridges over the southern, southern river. They have been ordered to retreat to its west bank. Only pro-Ukrainian territorial defense militias, not the regular army, will remain on the east side. And uh, addendum from the Telegram channel that I read this on. Looking on a map, this means the army is abandoning Nikolayev, Mikolaevk, and Vozhnyshinsk in order to reinforce the defenses of Odessa and possibly the Black Sea coastline at Ohakov, which sounds likely. Again, I'm telling you that this comes from Igor Girkin, so, and, I've, and I've translated this, so ju just so you know that um, he is on the Russian side. There, there, there will be some less than um, nice, nice things he has to say about Ukraine. Furthering, furthering on. Even though there is little to no organized Ukrainian defensive line in most of the southern front, Russian troops in the region sorely lack the strength to conduct offensive operations and have hardly enough to consolidate and maintain control over the area behind their lines. Which is good news for us, terrible ones for Girkin. However, the Ukrainian civil authorities in Krivoy Rog still intend to evacuate. The Russian Black Sea Fleet demonstrated in the port of Odessa, scaring the Ukrainian army command there and tying them down. I don't think they're scared, they're just careful, but still. In the Zaporozhye province, manpower is also too low to conduct further significant operations. Most troops are passing through and being routed to, the, routed to the Donbass. Further on Donbass front. The battles with, with encircled Ukrainian army units continue at Volnohavka. The fight is wrapping up and the most of the strategic locations in the town are under our control. However, Volnovakha is delaying the operation in Mariupol, and both the Donetsk and Lugansk militias have taken very serious casualties, which have largely gone unreported by the Russian media. Again, this guy is pro-Russian. He doesn't like Putin, but he's extremely pro-war and pro-Russian, just so you, so you get the context. The Ukrainian army is still entrenched in Sever Severodonetsk in order to cover their eventual retreat, but they are being flanked even from the north now, with the Lugansk militia taking Krasny Liman. And um, Strelkov says, for those of you, who, for those who doubt, I have personally confirmed the liberation of Krasny Liman, says, says Strelkov, like he's personally called someone there. He further continues, an advance on Slavyansk and Izium is theoretically possible, but unlikely because of obstacles created by the Severny Donets River. Central Front. Street fights continued in Kharkov. And... Um, <laughs> This is amazing because this is, again, it's direct quote from Igor Girkin. And um, <clears throat> I really, really, really enjoy when um, in this current situation, extremely pro-war, pro-slaying pro, um, pro of Ukrainians people uh, get a bit of a confusion. So, quote, I have no choice but to express my incredible confusion over why direct infantry assaults have been conducted on the city of for four straight days while it's still not surrounded. The enemy is still in full control of the highways leaving the city from the south, those to the towns of Zmiyev, Mirefa, and Chuhuiv. And it has been moving troops and bringing reinforcements to the Kharkov front along those very roads. The city will not be taken today. A significant part of Kharkov is now under Ukrainian military occupation and the rest of it is controlled by no one at all. Shumi and Chernigov are still surrounded and mainly controlled by pro-Ukrainian citizen militias with a few scattered army units. Uh, like I said, this was a bit earlier today. I just chose this post because it was really long and explains the whole situation as, as it is. But about the Shumi district, Ukrainian army reports that they have actually retaken it. They have broken through because, once again, the map that you can see, that you, you see, well, 
the Russians only move through the roads. And I'll, and I'll explain to you in a second why, why the whole territorial gains are massively overplayed. They've moved through the roads and they're focusing their, their attention towards the cities. No one cares about the countryside. And again, we'll get to this. We'll just finish with the, with the Gurkins post. Russian convoys continue to arrive in the Bovary area, the eastern suburbs of Kiev, but the offensive is nearly ready. In the coming days, perhaps even later today, they will begin moving south to Borispil and circling the eastern side of Kiev. And then his conclusion. Most fronts are quieting down, and the offensives that are still going on are moving at a slow pace. The mistakes made in Kharkov mean that the Ukrainian army in Donbass probably cannot be cut off. There is a lack of reserves and a delay in reinforcements in both the north and the south. My last words are, so many missed opportunities. Well, thank you for this, Mr. Igor Strelkov, for uh, your missed opportunities and everything. This is just great. So, Chechen Supreme Commander Ramzan Kadyrov had announced that he has placed a bounty on the heads of Ukrainian commanders. And, um, and everyone who he considers a rival, including his pro-Ukrainian Chechens, and he's ready to pay half a million dollars for each commander. Well, amazing, unless Putin would have like a million dollars on his own head currently. And about the Mariupol that's been besieged. One thing that is happening there is that it's been snowing in Mariupol. Then it's been raining, and the roads are a mess. Military operations have completely halted, and civilians are trying to evacuate. Because if you've been listening to my show for a while, you would know about the magical term called Raspustitsa. And it's starting to happen. Roads, fields... Everything, everything is getting covered in massive mud. Russian Kamas trucks and other military vehicles are getting stuck. And they're, those who are stuck are, are targeted by Ukrainian missiles and all the time. Russian drones can't operate due to low cloud cover and to the fact that there's very few of them, so they have to use them sparingly. And apparently, Ukraine, apparently Russians report that the weather is going to make military operations impossible for at least the next few days. And um, apparently... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Artillery had been hitting Ukrainian positions for, for all this time. And uh, civilians on the front line really have nothing to eat, apparently. But that's mostly in the Russian side, because Russians also have nothing to eat, because of all, of all this mess. Now about Rasputitsa, which is the, the important part of, of this whole situation. The Russians are basically moving on a line that is, that is just three trucks on a road, as much as they can fit, and they can't go off the road, because they'll just get stuck in the mud. That's why you've seen all these pictures of farmers and truckers just 
towing out all the tanks and everything that's going on there because it can't be done. You can't move on the Russian countryside without specifically prepared tires and, and, and vehicles and everything and, and even the tanks have issues there. Распустится is a thing that we've spoken about a lot of times on this show. We had an episode on Holodomor, and every time we mention Ukraine and military activities in Ukraine, well, it gets mentioned. It's just like winter in Russia, and like 80% of Ukraine become just muddy. Of course, like near Crimea, it's desert, so it's different there, and there's a bit of more highland regions where it's not as active, but huge parts of Ukraine are just, you know, you can't move anywhere unless it's on a, on a proper road. So, you know what happens. Uh, they run out of gas, they stand there, they can't move past them, then they become quick targets for Ukrainian Bayraktars. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty bad for Russians, that is. And even if pro-Russian monarchist, pro-war, pro-everything that we and the rest of the planet stand against is complaining the Russians are not moving too fast. Yeah... That's uh, that's a bit of a thing. And sanctions are hitting really hard, really hard in Russia. And Bellingcat, one of the one of the journalist groups that I've used quite a lot of times to make my episodes and to produce more news, well, they've been hit by um, by Putin because because they refuse to paint themselves as a foreign agent in Russia, which basically would you know for the people who don't understand that it's a means of censorship and everything. You know, they, they probably would um, would get either harmed or shut down or something bad might happen to them. That would, that would certainly damage their legitimacy. And uh, they they posted a fanatical, like, awesome, fantastical answer on Twitter about the situation because not only did they say that, that, yeah, sure, we'll pay the fine. They said, but, you know, we have a time limit in which to pay, so we'll wait a week. You gave us, what, three million rubles? Yeah, we'll pay you ten cents. Basically, mocking the whole situation. Dodge uh, people have left the country, and and a lot of people are messaging me about how to get through the refugees and how to how to get out of Russia. Because I know that a lot of you, my listeners in Russia, aren't aren't for this war, and I'm doing what I can. But please understand that I'm overworked with everything as is, and I am working. And if any one of you again in Russia needs help, please message us. We will help you somehow. And Ukrainians who need help, yeah, we will help you too. We're doing everything that we can. Other things in the news about today will probably go in tomorrow's episode because because those were a bit more global things than the current warfare matters. Right now, everything's been about morale and, and weirdness and... Um, <laughs> A bit of a respite in this whole situation. This is just, just because today was severely slow and nothing that much changed in this instant on the battlefield. This is why I was able to record you an episode for tomorrow, which is going to be the long one. And uh, yeah, today I, I think that one of my tweets got really popular, which I was happy about, is that apparently Anonymous or someone else, because it's not just Anonymous anymore, that... Um, uh, they basically hacked the Sputnik webpage. Sputnik is one of the Russian propaganda sites. Sputnik.com specifically is the site which is focusing on on spreading spreading propaganda to the West. And they got hacked and uh, flooded by messages such as Vladimir Putin is engaged to Alexander Lukashenko. Yeah, that was just wild. 
And if, it, if it's still up, and you can go to Sputnik.com and just read all the insanity for yourselves. If they fix it and it looks like you know something serious, and you don't see don't see this stuff, then don't bother. But at least for a few hours, and as as I checked, like at least 15 minutes before I recorded this, yeah, that was still hacked, and that's a bit surprising. But um, yeah, we're holding on, we're working, and trying to stay safe. And if you if you want to support the show in the long term, please become a patron. That'll that'll help us more in the long run to just you know, not not die from starvation because that's how we that's how we make make our living. But if you want to help right now to the show, then please click the donate button on our webpage, DeasternBoard.lv, or contact us about our PayPal. And if you just want to help someone, please we have a bunch of links to how to donate to Ukraine. Don't stay ignorant. Don't fall for disinformation. Oh, disinformation, the most important part. I almost forgot here. You see, uh, I got I got news from sources in Ukraine that Russian soldiers have been turning out the grads in border villages next to the Ukrainian border and that there are serious plans about maybe making a provocation that those grads will actually bomb Voronezh, as we say on the show quite a lot, you know, bomb their own cities and then call the Ukrainian false flag information. That could happen soon enough. Maybe not, because we're spreading this information now, but just in case, just in case this happens, now you know. That's an important thing. But uh, we'll continue working, probably get some more sleep. Thanks to everyone who's been listening, thanks to everyone who supports the show, and I'm really happy that uh, for the first time ever in history, I'm actually getting Lavia listeners, uh, so nice to nice to see you too. Previously, you know... Uh, before before this whole mess started, I had like what twenty of them. N- now the number is at least in hundreds, which is which is I guess nice, I suppose. But uh, we're working on this, and um, and hey, if if you know someone who works in some sort of media or or something, and that needs some reporting done, or 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 that wants an interview and wants to talk with me, please message them because our goal here is just to spread the word out from an authentic source as much as we can, not through some third media agency or something. So that's another way how we can help the show. Because we're trying to help you. We're trying to help you be informed. And we're trying to help Ukrainians first and foremost. Because they, right now, are our brothers. Slava Ukraine. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.